Beaches Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it is Ian here with you. And Wayne. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. Once again, 800 800- Two five nine ninety two thirty one. So lots to talk about as always. Your calls are primary. If you make them, we talk to you about anything. First, though, we go to LewRockwell.com's Jeffrey Pike talking about the green idiocracy. Now, have you gents uh, ever seen the movie Idiocracy? No. I've heard a lot of people talk about it. Wayne? I haven't either, no. Highly recommended. It's, uh, it's a Mike Judge film. Now, if you're familiar with Mike Judge, he's the creator of Beavis and Butthead. He's the creator of King of the Hill. Uh, what else? He did a live-action movie called Office Space. Well, this is another live-action movie of his with real people. It's not a cartoon. Uh, but it, it's very cartoony, some of the characters, and it's it's a brilliant movie. Uh, Mr. Pike will give you a summary here of, of what it's all about. But it, it was actually so it was so controversial that Fox decided to not really release it in the theaters like they were gonna release it in the theaters but then they figured it might offend too many people in america mm. because well it is offensive and uh, look at let me get to the story here green idiocracy there's a movie called idiocracy in which two average people partake in a hibernation project and end up 500 years in the future to their surprise the people in society have turned into complete idiots <laughs> Sometimes I it's feel it's already happening now. Well, yeah, I mean, you, I think that's the uh, I, I think that's what the accusation is. <laughs> yeah, it maybe it might have struck a little too close to home, I think, for some people, and so they really tried to they tried to in the promos for the movie, they cut out all of the commentary that the movie makes, and they tried to just make it look like a dumb fart joke movie. Yeah, and that's that was not the point of the film. Uh, so that's how they tried to sell the movie instead of trying to well, sell it on Maybe Fox its decided that the, that the irony that it would be that uh, too many Americans are already so dumb they wouldn't get the movie already. And that's why maybe. Really a lot of their talk show hosts would be implicated too. <laughs> so the whole green movement's a joke, says Pike, and I'm baffled by how many people have been swindled out there. I've done, I have nothing against helping uh, the environment or nature, provided that it's all done peacefully. But all of this environmental anguish is out of control. Luckily, the average American is only talking about it and doing small symbolic gestures and is not ready to sacrifice their lifestyle. Most of the so-called solutions we hear from the so-called environmentalists aren't really solutions at all. They're ideas that simply make life for human beings more difficult and more expensive while slowing down human progress. The whole environmental movement is anti-human and anti-freedom. Yeah, it is. It, it is totally anti-human. When communism collapsed in the late 80s and early 90s, it was given a bad name association, and rightly, sh- uh, rightly so. The communists had to go into hiding and could no longer directly call for communism since their ideas had been discredited. The communists decided to become environmentalists and take a new approach to their agenda. Yeah, you know, Rush Limbaugh pointed this out, and he's absolutely right that uh, the environmental movement has, is just the place where the commies have gone. If you'll notice, nearly every single solution offered by the green movement is to impede human progress. It also usually involves using the force of government, or at least it's a suggestion that could lead later to government force. 
The whole global warming debate has to be a hoax. We live in a variable climate that is always varied as long as mankind has walked the earth. Right. If this year is warmer than last year, it means nothing. If this century is warmer than last century, it means nothing. Next week might be warmer or colder than this week. Yeah. It could go either way because we live in a variable climate. Even the reports that the Earth has warmed in the last century can be doubted. In fact, turns out that some of the official thermometers, and this I did not know, Mm -hmm. some of the official thermometers that are taking those readings have been found to be within a short distance of pavement that attracts heat. If the Earth has actually warmed by a degree in the last century, then so what? The century before that may have been two degrees warmer. You know, and, and, and this is, it just goes to show Goebbels, uh, the, you know, uh, assertion that if you repeat a lie long enough, that people will begin to believe it as the truth. Global warming is part of our uh, our vernacular now. Well, we, they call it climate change now because well, the right, global because warming it's, thing it's is, not warming. is discredited. <laughs> right, exactly. So now it's climate change. And the point is, you know, I'm all for protecting the environment, but let's do it on a voluntary basis and let's let the market take care of it and not centralize the control of it because that's just an excuse for uh, a more a greater centralization of power and then the results are going to be what people don't expect well yeah. they're also going to be um, worse for the environment but then yeah. the you know the paranoid uh, person that doesn't understand the marketplace is going to come out and say well wayne i mean that that sounds nice and i don't doubt that you would take care of your property but what about those evil corporations if you just let them take care of their own property they're just going to get away with polluting everything and nothing's going to be able to be done about it well corporations are the children of government you know what i mean wayne the <laughs> yeah. evil businessmen well the the fact is is that people people are paying attention to the environment now um thanks to teddy roosevelt you know yeah he's created the tar- the park system but people are more interested in the environment than they ever have been and if we didn't have a system that held uh, corporations are not held responsible the people that run corporations are not held responsible for their actions because they're incorporated so if um first off people should be able to sue a corporation that manages to poison their land, say they, right. dump, say they dump, I don't know, radioactive material in their land and it pollutes my land. I should be able to sue that corporation pretty successfully. Yeah, I'm going to have to do some investigation and some research, but the corporation can be sued for that investigation and research if, in fact, they're um, suing, they're uh, polluting my land. Secondly, there's no reason in the world why that corporation be able to, should be able to say, oh, sorry, we're going out of business, and not pay me. And then the people behind them, uh, you know, behind the corporation, oh, walk away. <laughs> yeah, they're completely insulated. My land's been damaged, and a corporation protects the people that run it and people that make the decision. There's no such thing as corporations, people. There are people that run corporations, and they need to be held responsible for their actions. And, you know, the other thing is a lot of people who I've talked to who are so-called progressives and they're environmentalists, they have good intentions. The problem is they don't trust the free market because they think, oh, these bad people over here are going to do something. But the problem is when you centralize power, uh, then everybody suffers when when, when that entity, whatever it might be, becomes too powerful. Everybody suffers, whereas when you have these little isolated incidences out here in a free market, they get taken care of. And it reminds me of the story uh, in the 80s, before the, just before the Soviet Union collapsed, there was a Russian who was in New York, and he was observing the food distribution system. And he was saying, well, who runs this? And they said, nobody. <laughs> you know, and, and that's what a free market does. It runs and polices itself to a large degree. And yes, there are a certain isolated incidents of, of, of corruption and bad people. They're always going to be that. But when the bad people are in positions of power, then and you've got a everybody suffers. Problem. Yep. 
So let me continue with uh, Pike's article here. He says that, so talking about warming, if it's degree, if the, the Earth is warmed by a degree in the last century, then so what? The century before that might have been two degrees warmer. If you ever get a chance to see Greenland, you'll find that it's mostly ice. There isn't much green to it. But the people that settled Greenland probably named it that for a reason. Could it have been much warmer there when it was first settled centuries ago? Well, the the evidence is that there was a medieval warm period and that uh, the earth was much warmer than it is, not much, but a few degrees warmer than it is now. And you know that that wasn't done done by man-made pollution. It wasn't done by man-made carbon um, emissions or anything like that. But carbon did increase at that time because carbon follows um, temperature increases not not necessarily precedes them. And there's another entity we should discuss here too, and that's the sun, because the Earth is like a big heat sink for the sun, and the sun is is in through various intervals is is giving off these solar flares, and it's not a static entity. So when the sun is really flaring off this stuff, it's going to affect the weather and climate on the Earth uh, differently than when it's not. Mm-hmm. And so I think the sun has a lot more um, effect on the climate than than humans do. See, what they're trying to do is they're trying to imply that we bad humans who are doing all this progressive, you know, stuff, I mean, progress, I mean, capitalism, building our businesses, we're the bad people and we're causing all this this climate change. And that's just so they can... Right, if we just never left those caves, Wayne, everything would be fine. Yeah, everything would be fine. And that's the the sun has a lot more to do with the climate on Earth than, than we do. It's huge, yeah. and it's huge. It's huge, and it's a big <laughs> ball of fire that's 93 million miles away. Yes, it's going to affect our temperature. 1-800-259-9231. Pike's got a few more questions about this whole environmental movement. We'll uh, continue his story and hear from you about whatever's on your mind at 1-800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231, the SACL-CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Wayne. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. All right, so, uh, by the way, those features include archives. So if you missed a moment of the show, go get them for free, front page of the website, for your downloading convenience at freetalklive.com. If you have a company that needs to try something new in the area of collections, SACL CAI does collections, early out billing, and they purchase charged off receivables. Their employees are trained in receiving, uh, in resolving issues for your customers and treating them with respect. They know that not only do you want to collect your money, but you want to keep your clients too. SACL CAI. You can see their banner at freetalklive.com. And please do business with businesses that support Free Talk Live. All right, talking about a story from lourockwell.com, Jeffrey Pike writes about the green idiocracy, talking about just some of the things that many Americans take for granted that they hear about the environment from many of the activists that are out there promoting their solutions for what they perceive of as environmental problems. But he's saying maybe these aren't even problems in the first place. I mean... Uh, As he points out here, with global warming or climate change, whatever they're calling it now, he says if the Earth has actually warmed a degree in the last century, so what? 
the century before that might have been two degrees warmer. Right, and they make all these projections, these these doomsday projections based on a degree or a degree and a half increase in overall global climate change, and you just can't do it. The fact is, if you went back in history and looked at the the, the temperature differences, you'd you'd be able to run all kinds of doomsday projections. Then they were projecting it, an ice age in the seventies. They were. Yep. So And also, they were talking about a year or two ago about all this ice that was melting, and now they're finding new ice formations. It was, it was freezing back up again. Well, as he points out, Greenland was probably named that way for a reason, even though it's covered with mostly ice at this point. Now, I've heard, I've heard that um, the, the people from Iceland named Greenland, Greenland... As a keep, joke? Well, to keep people away from Iceland, they name Iceland, Iceland, mm-hmm. so that people wouldn't come to Iceland, and Iceland's supposed to be very fertile and all that stuff, Yeah. and, and Greenland, Greenland, so that everybody would go to Greenland instead of coming to Iceland, but I, I don't know that I believe, you know, I mean, you know, it's just a story, people. Well, yeah. either way, his other point and, is And the evidence valid. is that Greenland has very well, um, you know, like people have been doing farming there. So, if the Earth is warming, it might not be such a bad thing. In fact, it doesn't even mean it has anything to do with humans. I should have said that they actually um, they found vineyards on Greenland, so you know we know that it was green at one point. Most of the scientists that preach man-made global warming get their funding from the government. If they didn't preach man-made global warming, then their funding would miraculously disappear. Yeah. It's amazing yeah. how incentives work. If the Earth is warming, it might not be such a bad thing, especially for some of the brutal places near the poles. But even if we did want to stop global warming from occurring, we certainly shouldn't turn to government in another FEMA-like agency. Another green idiocracy issue is that of saving water. The last time I checked, about two-thirds of the Earth is covered in water. There's this incredible process where water evaporates and is purified and falls as fresh water from the clouds. It's like a huge filtration system for our planet. It makes no sense when people talk about saving water. We pay for water when we pay for our water bill. The only only reason we have water shortages uh, is because government runs water. Just about... Just about the entire United States. Um, it's you know it's a municipal uh, organization that runs the water, and yeah, government is inefficient at everything it does. It, it, it and largely you know you get either incompetency or or, or neglect when uh, when the government takes care of anything. I mean, if your water st- suddenly starts getting crappier coming out of your uh, out of your faucet. Are you going to be able to stop? Are you going to be able to switch companies? No. Nope. Are you? I mean, the only thing you can do is say, "Shut off my water, you people suck," and, and then you have no running water. Yeah. I mean, that's your only choice is to deal with the government. Right, and you sh- we should also remember that a lot of these places now that have been overbuilt really badly, like uh, out in California, uh, Phoenix area, Las Vegas, uh, they have very little water, but they were built up artificially by all this. Uh, artificial injection of money and credit into the system in the last uh, eight years or so. A lot of these uh, communities and a lot of this, this artificial, uh, uh, these, these new houses that were built, the glut of houses that are now empty, wouldn't have been built if we had a free market and we had um, honest money and, and we had market interest rates rather mm-hmm. than artificially set interest rates. Well, I mean, even if that uh, building spree did happen, the marketplace would be able to keep up with that particular demand is what we've got now is building happens in the marketplace for the most part i mean yeah you're right the incentives are screwed up but 
governments aren't building the houses. So building's happening for whatever the reason, and government can't expand its water supply appropriately enough, and it can't expand its road system appropriately enough, and so as a result, we get water shortages and we get traffic jams. So, you know, the two services that uh, well, government water, provides... Water provides... Uh, government provides a water service. Um, they, they, they successfully do that. It's like the way government builds schools or buildings and that kind of thing. They do it. They just do it at a price that is, um, you know, higher than it than it should be. They, yeah. It costs too much. It doesn't make the profits it's supposed to make. And if if you just got the government out and allowed private companies to handle this issue, I don't know how they would handle it. I can tell you that it, you know, a lot of people wouldn't like the idea of a whole bunch of people uh, digging up the right of way to put more tubes that deliver water to your house. Mm-hmm. Absolutely true. But you don't. You never know. They deliver propane gas to your house in big tanks. They manage to do that at the same, at a competitive rate to electricity when it comes to heat. More, uh, you know, propane heats more efficiently than electricity does. So uh, propane is more efficiently delivered to your house via a truck using fossil fuels than um, even electricity comes through the lines. So hmm. you don't know that necessarily it would be a terrible thing to put a large cistern up uh, behind your house to, you know, to store water. Not everybody would want that. You know, some company would would deliver the water through pipes. Some company would probably deliver it through trucks. I can't tell you how companies would handle these things. Um, then, also, people would probably handle uh, water through rain barrels and take their showers through rain barrels and uh, you know water collected through rain barrels and things like that. It could very well happen. You just don't know. The marketplace can't han- you know can't get into it because the government controls it. You know, I also hear a lot of environmentalists talk about the evils of suburban sprawl, where you've got people living farther and farther away from the cities in order because the real estate's more affordable out there, mm-hmm. and um, and they have to drive back and forth, so they use more energy and uh, and they waste more time. But we we have to forget, remember also that in the early 50s we had the the interstate system that was instituted by Eisenhower, which which put all these big super highways throughout the country. Before that, most people lived closer to the cities. And after the uh, interstate system, the federal interstate system was uh, instituted, more people were using cars and less people were using bikes or walking because they were spreading out farther and farther from the city centers. I thought zoning was a major factor there, too. And that local governments were telling you, well, you can't build that here, so you have to build it out there. Yeah. Yep, that has something to do with it, too. But but look at the interstate system. I mean, people think it's great and everything, and to some degree it works, but it's better if, if it were done privately than than through the federal government basically just uh, blindly instituting uh, new roads going across the country or between states that might not be needed. So back to the water issue and uh, Greg Pike, or Jeff Pike, rather, over at LewRockwell.com, he points out that the more water you use, the more you pay for it. It's just like any other good that we purchase. And when you see areas that have a drought and a supply problem with water, this is an automatic indicator that the government is interfering. In a normal free market, if there's an increase in demand or a decrease in supply of something, the price rises. This will decrease demand and may help increase the supply if the good can be obtained from another place that has a larger supply. In areas with droughts, the government control of the water supply is really the only reason for a shortage. We continue the discussion here in moments and take your calls as well about whatever you want. This is your show. It's Free Talk Live. It's time to pick a candidate, a serious candidate for president, and start moving forward. That candidate is George Phillies. This is George Phillies, Libertarian for President. I approved of this message, paid for by Phillies 2008. Free 
Talk Live. It's your show. Bring up anything toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Wayne. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. Join us online at freetalklive.com. The features on the site are free, including the Shred of Female listeners, dozens of ladies, who've taken the time to send us their validated photo proving they listen to the show. Just go to shrine.freetalklive.com and see what it's all about. That's shrine.freetalklive.com. Is another fad diet really the answer to losing your extra pounds? Working out and eating right no longer working to help you lose weight. If you can relate to that. Go read the story of a doctor who lost 37 pounds in one month and has kept it off. You can see the actual before and after pictures and read his story at notfatanymore.com. You can get off that fad diet roller coaster forever. Check out notfatanymore.com. Free Talk Live, 800-259-9231. You can, uh, again, join us on our website and join us on the phones. We'll get to your calls here in a moment. Just want to finish up the story from Jeffrey Pike. Uh, he is from lourockwell.com, talking about just some of these Green programs and ideas, you know, how the green theme is real big today. You can see different companies, for instance, uh, around the country slapping the green label on their products to prove to everybody they care about the environment. And he points out, and rightly so, that when it comes to some of these issues, it just just doesn't make sense. It doesn't follow uh, global warming. Okay, so it got a degree warmer in the last century. Big deal. In fact, what's really wrong with that anyway? So if it gets warmer, then the people in colder climates will live a little more comfortably? Right. I, I, you would think that the commies would kind of like the idea of it actually getting warmer because it would flood, um, you know, where? The coast first. Yeah, and they like the to coast run, and where like, the rich people live. Yeah, and they like to run around naked and they won't have to be cold as much. Right. It doesn't make any sense. So, so the world changes. The world has changed. Florida was bigger. Florida was smaller. Florida was covered by uh, water at one point. You know, different different places. All these things have happened. That's why there's you know fossils of uh, sea animals on the land. One of the reasons. Uh, you know, all kinds of things happen. The world changes. And to think that it should be static is so ludicrous. Like, this is the way things are now, and they should stay this way all the time. It's these environmental Luddites that they just don't believe for a second that things can change. Well, they're going to change. And all the things that you get the UN to do, well, um, they're, even if the UN was a, an efficient organization, maybe or maybe not it would have um, you know, changed things as far as the environment goes. Maybe, maybe not. But the chances of it actually succeeding, even if there is such thing as man-made global warming, it seems to me minuscule. Amen, brother. So he goes on to point out that uh, this whole water shortage thing is a mostly a creation, or 100% a creation, of government water supplies. You put government in charge of something, and don't be surprised when you come up with shortages and problems and issues. Uh, and as he points out, when it comes to a drought, if the government, or the government control of the water supply is really the only reason for it. If you walk into a grocery store in those same drought-affected areas, there will be plenty of bottled water on the shelves, as this operates in a more free market environment. Then we have recycling. Now, he says, I have nothing against recycling, just government-forced recycling. This includes being forced to pay for others to recycle. If it's, worth, if it's worth it to recycle a particular material, then the free marketplace will take care of this. If the government forces you to pay for a recycling program, then it's not cost-effective. For example, if it costs an average of $0.05 cents per can to recycle soda cans, and it saves only $0.04 cents per can in making new ones, then it's not worth it. However, if they could be recycled at a cost of only three cents per can to later save four cents, then it may be worth it. And some company might come in and do it and give you a monetary incentive to participate. Imagine getting 
paid to recycle. Well, you can get paid to recycle. All you have to do is take your aluminum cans to the uh, recycling center or a scrap metal yard or whatever, and they will pay you for your aluminum cans. Yeah, but it, not for your newspaper and not for the uh, most of the other stuff you recycle. Not your newspaper. Your newspaper, you can... Um, they. Some companies will take your newspaper, um, take it from you, and that's about it. But you can they, they chop it up and use it as insulation pretty successfully. Mm. Um, but other than that, you know, aluminum, metal. Metal's the only thing that you can really cycle, recycle at a profit. So if the government has to subsidize it, it's a waste of money. And the same goes for more fuel-efficient vehicles. If the price of gas gets high enough, it'll be worth it for people to pay more for hybrid and other fuel-efficient vehicles. You shouldn't need a government subsidy. And it applies to ethanol. If using corn to make ethanol for our gasoline were an efficient use of resources, the government would not have to give out billions of dollars in subsidies. It actually uses more energy to make ethanol from corn than it produces, but this fact doesn't even matter. If it were really cheap to make ethanol, or if ethanol could make your car get 500 miles to the gallon, then people would freely choose to use it out of their own self-interest. But when the government has to force us to pay for it, we can all be certain it's a waste of resources. The ironic thing about the whole environment issue is that governments of the world are by far the biggest destroyers of it. When you hear about one of those forest fires raging in California, it most likely originated on government-managed land. The best answer to having a good environment is through strong property rights. When individuals are secure in their property, they can confront those that infringe on their property with pollution or anything else, as the justice system would provide a remedy of the situation with possible restitution. And more, when property is owned privately and not through the government, it's much more likely to be taken care of. People will treat their own property with the respect it deserves, whereas government property will be abused, neglected, and possibly destroyed. It's it's absolutely true. If you're talking about a forest a foresting company, a company that uh, produces paper, let's say that they don't legalize hemp, which is far better um, to be used for uh, paper, and the, you know the or they produce paper, they use wood. A wood company, I don't know what they mm-hmm. call logging. A logging company. If they have land where they own that has trees on it, they're not going to clear cut that land. They want the trees to be able to grow. They're going to cut the big mature trees. And that way, the little the little ones that are sprouting up have a chance to get some sunlight and just burst up. Um, they 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 grow much faster when there's when they're not in the shade, and they're going to you know they're going to manage that land um, great. And you'll likely be able to hunt on it too, as long as there's you know no you know the, the juries don't allow don't um, allow people hunters to sue them if they get hurt on their land. Yeah, the, ridiculous those, crap. Those paper companies don't want a ravaging forest fire to come through and take out their investment, so they have an interest in making sure to to clear out a lot of the yeah, natural the brush. brush that, that happens. Whereas that, on government land, either A, they won't let you do anything on the land, in which case the brush and the, the dead fall collect down there, and then the forest fire sweeps through and it burns the whole thing. Or B, they rent it out to a company that, just like what I was talking about, that has no cut. interest yeah. right. in um, hurting, you know, in, in preserving that land. It's not theirs. Exactly. And, and that's where you see a lot of the clear cutting. That's when that really started to arise right. in this country. And what happened was the government gives sweetheart deals to corporations and interests who have been donating to their political campaign. Right, mm-hmm. because the government, the people in government, are always going to have more power than you, the environmentalists, have. They're always going to be able to say, oh, well, we're going to let this little piece of land go, or that little piece of land go, and then somebody's going to come in and clear-cut it. The government is a terrible steward of our lands. If the environment is important, who's the last person you'd want to give this thing to to control? Remember about, a year, ago? To us. Remember about a year ago, that story you did, how um, they had all of these um, outdated chemical weapons, and they were dumping them in the oceans all around. Out, yeah, outside. the military. Yeah, the military was. That's, again, the biggest the polluters are government. And well, it is yeah, the military that's the number one government polluter, by the way. It's true, and, yeah. and the environmentalists hate the military. 
because they've got guns and they pollute and they do bad things. But it's the same organization, people. Mm-hmm. The government gives the military all of its money. The government is half the military and half the rest of the crap. Yes, I know we could we could take all that money from the military and we could we apply it to important things like the environment and schools and old people and healthcare and all that other stuff. But they're going to be just as inefficient yep. as the military the is, especially when they get bigger budgets. It, it, yeah, and it gets back to the whole the whole fallacious theory that oh, oh when our guy gets in in the White House, he'll change all that. Oh yeah, right. <laughs> People still believe that. It's so so amazing that the they government figured is it all out. about rewarding your friends and punishing your enemies. That's right. All right, uh, let's see here. Oh, Jeffrey says, people need to stop being so phony about being green and start thinking with their heads. The green movement today does little at best to help the environment, and it is a total waste of time and resources. 1-800-259-9231. But it's not a waste for those who endeavor to control others. For those who endeavor to control others, then... It's pretty successful. I mean, they've yeah. managed to control people's behavior and inf- influence them to do things differently and get uh, their people elected over the other guy. And so for those in search of power, the green movement is, you know, it's useful to them because it makes them makes it so they appear like they care when, in fact, all they care about is achieving control over your life. More coming up. You can take control. Bring up anything. Kevin and Jeff on the line. Ladies come first if you make the call. 1-800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. Sickle CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Wayne. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are free, so enjoy those. And if you like the show and want to help support Free Talk Live, then shop with us at the store. Go to store.freetalklive.com. You'll find great Free Talk Live branded merchandise. And that includes a variety of Free Talk Live hats and T-shirts and hoodies and also non-wearable stuff like DVD Classic Archive Collector's sets. You can wear it. It would take a little effort. I suppose you could. Yeah, it, you'd look silly, but that's fine. <laughs> so go to store.freetalklive.com. I don't think you should make assumptions like non-wearable. Order some stuff. That's store.freetalklive.com. We go to your phone calls. Kevin in Minnesota. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Kevin. Hello, gentlemen, hey, or men of, men of gentlemen, or gentleness. Um, first of all, real quick, that Judd, that Judd movie that came out, mm-hmm. I don't know if I should try to uh, sue this gentleman because I think he took the story of my life because it seems like every time I leave my house after waking up in the morning, I come across a bunch of idiots out there. I think, I think that, that uh, might be uh, something that happens to, to more than one person. Right, well, maybe we can all collectively do, like, a, a total class action lawsuit. Or yeah, something. that's just not how I am, you know. <laughs> I, I don't sue people. Not, just not my joke, thing. Ian. I understand uh, he's joking, but just to make make it clear, if I well, have something that, if I have an objection with something someone's doing, I'll try to find alternative methods to solve that problem and not involve the government. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but There's anyway, besides that... <laughs> Um, I'm living up here in northern Minnesota, where just a week and a half ago we had snow, so we're really living through this global warming, mm. you know, and it's it's getting so hot, you know, well, actually today was a pretty decent day, but I want to uh, give you a little tidbit of information to wrap your minds around. Um, have you guys ever heard of the polar shift? I don't think so, no. They, they yes. talk about, like, the polar shift of where how the North Pole periodically shifts and how the earth is off 23 degrees and gradually the 
North Pole goes through this shift. Oh, I've heard about that. Are you talking they, about how the, the, the magnetic, what, what's, what is magnetic north versus they swap? the very well, top of the pole is something different? That's actually part of it, but then also there is that the pole itself, not just the magnetic pole, they say that, uh, well, I hate saying they say, I can't remember the author's name. It's a book called Path of the Poles, but he discussed how the magnetic pole uh, somehow affects the actual polar shift. But with that in mind, um, uh, you guys know the path of the sun during the year, how in the winter the sun goes down to the Tropic of Cap- Capricorn, and then it comes across the equator, and then it goes up in the summer to the Tropic of Cancer. Mm-hmm. And it follows this progression throughout the year. Well, have have any of you gentlemen been to a powwow? I've not, no. No. Okay. Well, a powwow is a gathering of the Native Americans where they come down. Usually they do it at different points of the year, but their main powwow is usually during the summer solstice. This means when the sun is at the highest zeal in the Tropic of Cancer. Okay. Well, the powwow grounds is a circle, and the circle is, and our powwow grounds on the White Earth Reservation was built 60, 65 years ago, something like that. And it was built so that we have four doors which align with all the four major directions. So when the sun rises in the morning, it rises between the eastern door, goes across the sky, and it sets within the western door. And I always thought this was amazing that my ancestors built these power grounds to correlate with the sun because they thought the sun wasn't a god, but they... They knew that without the sun, we'd all be in a bunch of trouble. Yeah, sure. Yeah, but you know, but, and if you're gonna pick a god from just anywhere, yeah. the sun's a good one. I mean, it rises in the morning; it's consistent. It's nice to have a consistent god. <laughs> um, it it gives life to everything on the planet. That's nice. I mean, you you can make a pretty good argument for God there. I, I can well, we definitely could, see why people have uh, picked the uh, the sun as a god. Well, I, I, real quick, that the Native Americans said that the heavenly sun was given to us by the Creator to watch over us and to chase away the darkness, but we won't go there. Well, um, I'm sure, I'm so sure the is, different Native American, <laughs> American uh, tribes said different things about the sun. So what has changed right. about this particular location over well, the, the last few decades? The reason, why, the reason I bring this up is that I thought it was so fascinating that they set the powwow grounds up this way that during, if I, was, if I woke up early enough, I'd watch the sun rise, but I would always watch the sun set in the western door. Well, I've noticed in the last six years that the sun has been setting degrees off to the north. Last year, the sun, I would say, was almost 35 degrees offset to the north. Now, it could be maybe 5 to 6 degrees in the most because it's, the powwow isn't always hold or held exactly on the summer solstice. Hmm. But for it to be 35 degrees off, that is, to me, is just astounding, and it makes no sense. I've talked to my elders about that, and the elder I talked to said, oh, that happens every now and then. And I'm like, every now and then? Well, every thousands of years or so. Interesting. Man. But it's something that they never talk about. Well, Very they, good, Kevin. And, and they pass that down from elder to elder in a verbal tradition? Well, they, we have these things Oral called tradition. birch bark scrolls, and it's kind of like a, 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 a hieroglyph. Uh, a hieroglyphic kind of thing okay. where there's little symbols and stuff, and this is how we pass hmm. on our oral tradition, but it is done gotcha. orally. So, Very But I just thought I'd 
share that with you guys and yeah, see so what you some, think of that. Something's a little screwy. Kevin, thanks for the call. We certainly appreciate it. 800-259-9231. And one thing's for sure, no amount of Earth-based action is ever going to have an effect on what the sun, uh, you know, its relative where, where position. It is in the sky, right? Yeah, and what it's doing up there. Uh, so, or what the Earth is doing in relationship to it. So 1-800-259-9231 is the SACL CAI toll-free line. Maybe that means that, you know, summer won't really be what summer once was in the future. I mean, certainly people have been confused by the oddball weather patterns that we've that we've seen. Many people are used to expecting certain things from the weather, and it doesn't always uh, it doesn't always adhere itself to what you're expecting. Yeah, so if we could do if we could con- consistently predict these things, the farmer's almanac wouldn't be wrong more times than it's right. Mm-hmm. Um, the weathermen wouldn't be wrong more as many times as they're right. You know, it, it just it, it's it's so ludicrous to me. We can't predict the weather. Five days out consistently. It's true. Certainly not here in New England. In Florida, you could be relatively uh, successful. But you couldn't, you couldn't predict it 15 days out in Florida. You're telling me you know what the weather's going to do in 10 or 15 or 40 years? Al Gore knows? Let's continue with Al your Al Gore calls. knows how to make money. Jeff yep. is in Nevada. He's on Free Talk Live. Hello, Jeff. Hey, guys. What's up? I just wanted to... Oh. Can you guys hear me okay? Uh, I'd, I'd rather not because there's an awful a ground loop on your line or something like that. It sounds terrible. But go ahead and uh, pump your point out real quick. Okay, yeah, I'll try to make this quick. Uh, I don't know if anybody's ever heard you guys are talking about the environment, and I wanted to make a point about the environment and health hazards, and it's something called the Superfund site. Anybody can do their own research. There's uh, thousands of them across the country, uh, which is worst areas of pollution and poison in the United States. Yeah, the EPA likes to come in there and shut things down. And, Jeff, we're going to have to let you go. I can't handle that much longer. No, you certainly don't like bad audio. Uh, So 800-259-9231. The Superfund is where the EPA comes in and they basically take control of whatever the property is that is alleged to have been poisoned, the earth has been scorched or has been polluted or whatever it is that they're uh, alleging happened there. And then they go in and they spend billions of dollars, taxpayer dollars. Sometimes it's only hundreds of thousands. Yeah, Yeah. they go in and they spend a whole lot of money to clean it up. So It looked like the good guys. Yeah. Well, Uh, and and, God help you if uh, you're involved in one of these, these, these farces. It's crazy. Well, were you talking about making your house into like a super fun site someday, and well, just in case they came after you? I, I wouldn't do it unless uh, they. Uh, but you see, the only thing that a super fund uh, lien is the only thing that trumps a local property uh, tax lien. Mm-hmm. And so, what you can say to the lo- uh, you know, you stop paying property tax. And this this is hey, this is something that's going through my head. I am not advocating this to you people. It's just an idea. Just an idea yeah. um, that. You know the local you know, local municipalities say, "Look, I'm not paying property tax anymore. You people have never you, you don't own my land. I don't see any reason to pay you. Um, it's nonsense. Uh, you're a bunch of thieves. And if you come after me, I'm going to dump this mercury in this deep hole, and then you know you've got then they're going to have to spend more money than your property is worth to them because that's all, the only reason they want your money. They want your money in little bits every year, or they want to take your property away from you and sell it and make some money that way. They're just interested in the money. So if you have 
I don't know, you know, I mean, you'd have to do a little bit of research here, but say you got a, oh, I don't know, you come across a gallon or a quart or whatever of mercury. This stuff's terribly poisonous for the environment in the sense that, uh, you know, they, they'll shut areas down and, and that kind of thing. You say, look, I'm going to pour it in this hole here. You're going to leave me alone. I'm holding this property hostage. It's not, gonna, <laughs> it's not good to you either way. I'm not writing you a check because it's stealing. And if you try to get the property and sell it, it's poisoned. Yeah. Super and a super fun lien will be the only thing that would so it wouldn't do them any good. Then, right. They they, they they would have to the super fun would come in and, and clean it up before they would ever get the land and they never you know wouldn't be worth it. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. The latest on the DC Madam case. It's not over yet. They've closed the case, but her former building manager has some more stuff to say about her alleged suicide notes. Hour two's coming up. It's free talk live. Our archives, website, and podcast will continue to stay free, but if you think other people deserve to hear this show, consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month at amp.freetalklive.com. Help free some minds. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. We're launching at hour number two of the program, and you can bring up anything via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line. It is Ian here with you. And Wayne. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. So, starting things out here this hour, we'll talk about the D.C. Madam case, which continues to... There just continue to be new, interesting suggestions, possibilities that have been revealed, mostly by the manager of Park Lake Towers, an Orlando condominium, wherein Palfrey, uh, Deborah Jean Palfrey, the D.C. madam, owned a unit. Uh, we first reported on what Mr. Strizak, he's now apparently been uh, outed as far as what his identity is, Joe Strizak, he uh, last week had said that he believed that Ms. Palfrey was murdered. And it was based on a conversation he had with her on the Monday prior to her murder. So relatively close, uh, you know, he talked to her in a relatively close proximity to the day that she died. And he said, and it's, I think it's reiterated here in his story from WESH in Orlando, but he pointed out that she said that she thought she was being followed, that she thought she was, someone was out to get her. And she has said things in the past about how she would never commit suicide. But then she turns up dead. She turns up hung in her mother's shed on the outside of her trailer park in Florida. Does seem suspicious. Or outside of her her mom's trailer. And so then over the weekend, we learned that the police have finally... By the way, the police marked this a closed case. They've said, oh, suicide, done, closed. Uh, So the police have released the notes. She left two notes, one to her sister and the other to her mother. And they released those to the internet, so you can go and read them and look at them, and that's where this latest revelation comes from. According to the man, again, Joe Strizak, manager of Park Lake Towers in Orlando, he says that even after reading Paul Free's suicide letters, he still doesn't believe her death was a suicide. He says that no one will get into that unit until her mother does. That place is sealed. Strizak said he talked to Palfrey the day she left for her mother's home in Tarpon Springs, where she was later found hanged. Strizak looked over the suicide notes, but questioned if the notes were actually written by Palfrey, and if they were, he thinks they may have been written under duress. He says she could sign her signature a hundred times and it would be identical, Strizak said. That is not her signature. He remains adamant that Palfrey was murdered. Monday morning, a woman tells you that she's afraid for her life. 
She told me several instances where people were following her, and then Thursday she's dead? He says, what do you think? If someone would put a hit out for her, and I'd... And I'd... And if someone wanted something done, they could do it. And if... Yeah, if... The D uh, is right next to the F on the uh, keyword keyboard. Right. Despite the speculation, the Tarpon Springs Police Department is sticking by their original statement. They said there's been no new evidence to suggest Palfrey's death was anything other than She was suicide. in Tarpon Springs? Is that what, they, what you just said? Tarpon Springs Police Department. I thought she was in Orlando. No. The condo was in Orlando. Mom lived somewhere else in Florida. Gotcha. So, well, that's um, Pinellas County. I don't know where Tarpon Springs is. You, you lived there all your life. Florida's a big damn state, man. It's two counties north of you, dude. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, I hardly ever on, got up there. It doesn't keep up on that stuff. Right. Yeah, like he's he's like a he's like a plow horse with blinders on. I got important <laughs> things to do rather than learn Florida geography. Answer emails. So, uh, so here you go. This uh, this guy's still stirring the pot, Mr. Strizak from Park Lake Towers. He's seen several notes. From Ms. Palfrey, several handwritten notes were given to him over the time, and he still has them. So he pulled out his handwritten notes from Ms. Palfrey and com- uh, compared them. So if you were under duress, if someone had had you at gunpoint, and they were telling you, look, you either write these notes and cooperate with us, or we're going to kill your mother. Not only kill her, we're going to torture her. And so you decide to go ahead and write the notes because you don't want mom to get hurt. She didn't start any of this. She's not a party to any of this. Certainly you don't want her to get hurt. And so you you write the notes as they want you to write the notes, but you make some changes. You make some very subtle uh, alterations in the way that you normally would do your handwriting. What else would you do? You sign you your... That, that's your only real option at, at that point. Right, right. You sign your signature differently than you would normally sign it. Unless the goons that are forcing you to write that letter have something with which to compare your handwriting to, they just have to presume that you aren't crafty enough to think of those things and that they've got a legitimate handwritten letter from you. So maybe the the DC madam was sharp enough to realize what was happening and uh, realize that she could make some very subtle changes to where someone who was paying close attention could tell something was up. She wasn't writing this in the normal way that she would write things. Now, now, were there some people that she hadn't squealed on yet? Has she squealed she, on people? She turned over all her uh, information to ABC. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you mean her clients? Yes. Yeah. I don't... I should be squealing on I, As I recall, they didn't really get anything. I don't, I don't recall what came out of that, that uh, handover of stuff going to ABC. I, nothing. Not much was the answer to that. Yeah. I mean, there was a couple guys I that I don't know why, but Nothing. So ABC buried it, you mean? I don't remember what happened there. If you remember better, it's been a while since we read that story. If you can uh, refresh us on that, 800-259-9231. I recall there were a couple of politicians that were outed, so maybe someone drew some connections between the numbers. Because as I I recall, they were actually released to the Internet, weren't they? At some point. And some people, did, I guess, connected a few dots and... Some political guys came out and admitted that they they'd two, used their services. They got two guys of, of size. Yeah, so maybe that was all it was. Maybe the other numbers were just too old. Or a few bureaucrats resigned. I mean, that's about it. Maybe the maybe the, the guys that were using the service were smart enough to avoid using their own numbers? I don't know. I don't really know what all the details were, but she's dead now, and that's what the kind of the intrigue is here. Did she actually kill herself, or was she forced to? So... 
Don't know if we'll ever know for sure, but uh, this particular building manager, he seems pretty darn sure, based on his knowledge of Ms. Palfrey, his conversations with her, his interactions with her, and the letters that she has written him in the past, he says it just doesn't match up. 1-800-259-9231. We go to your phone calls. Jeremy in Montana, listening on KGEZ. Hello, Jeremy. Hey, guys. Uh, I think it'd be uh, pretty cool if uh, somebody could get a, her mom to interview with somebody um, to see what she thinks about it. But other than that, Ian, I wanted to, I mean, you're the all, always the one that, who cares about chemtrails? Who cares about 9-11? I mean, what are you going to do about it if the government actually is knocking <laughs> people off like that? I mean, isn't it kind of the same thing in a way? What are you going to do about it, Ian? Maybe it is kind of the same thing. There's nothing that can be done about this. It's just intriguing, that's all. You know, the question is, are they telling the truth? Uh, you know, is did she kill herself or not? And it's One thing I can assure you on, uh, though, Jeremy, we won't be harping on it seven years from now. That's exactly what was going to be my point, <laughs> is that uh, we're talking about this now because it's hot, it's in the news now. And I think Jeremy made a fine point and uh, has uh, roasted us on the spit quite well. No, I don't think so. Uh, <laughs> I think because, you made a good point. Like you said, uh, this will not be an issue five years from now. It won't be an issue a year from now. I, I hope you guys will work on getting an interview with uh, D.C. Madam's mother. And nah. see this isn't exactly. really an interview show. We don't really do interviews very often on this program. It's it's pretty rare well, that we do that. Somebody will. That way they can figure Maybe out. They will. They should. Was, was her daughter depressed before... I mean, that she supposedly killed herself. I mean, she stated several times that she wasn't going to do it. Yeah, she sure did. Jeremy, thanks for the call. Good point. Appreciate it. 800-259-9231. Yeah, the whole point here is it just it stinks to high heaven. Yeah, that's all. I just, yeah. I, I just find it intriguing, and, and, you know, I would have found some of the allegations. Of, I, I have found the 9-11 stuff intriguing over time. It's just... Not worth harping on it, because it doesn't really get us anywhere, nor does this necessarily, but it's happening right now. It's the news of the day. Uh, it's an intriguing case, and that's why we're talking about it. You can always call in and bring up anything else you want, 800-259-9231. Besides, you know, it's that whole prostitution issue as well, and I love any excuse to, to bring up the Talk prostitution about issue yep, on the show. So, because it really is so, um, all of it is so unnecessary. Ms. Palfrey didn't need to die. None of her Johns needed to get caught. None of her girls needed to get in trouble. No one was getting hurt. Everybody was just having a good old time, spending their money, buying the things they wanted to buy. In this case, it was the services of some young ladies in Washington, D.C. Who are st- probably still, still doing business. Their, yeah, if, if, if they choose to be in that business, they're still doing it. 1-800-259-9231 is the SACL CAI toll-free line. Would I recommend you spend hours and hours of your time researching the D.C. Madam case? No! We're coming up. Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. Take control of the airwaves. Toll free. 800-259-9231. Sickle CAI toll free line. Ian here with you. And Wayne. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. The features on the site are free, so enjoy those on us. freetalklive.com. And those features include the bulletin board system. Get interactive with over 2,000 of our listeners over 340,000 posts. There's a lot to talk about. Serious issues to fun stuff. You'll find it all at bbs.freetalklive.com, and it's totally free. That's bbs.freetalklive.com. Coming up, we'll give you some tips. Uh, Wayne's got some tips for those of you that are going to be traveling 
uh, internationally, crossing the U.S. border to wherever. As we mentioned earlier, I think it was yesterday, I guess it was. Uh, anyway, earlier on the program, uh, we had mentioned that now they can search your laptop and cell phone and PDA and any other electronic device you might happen to have on you when you cross the border. We'll find out what you can do to keep your data safe here in moments. But first, we go to Halston in California. You're on Free Talk Live, Halston. Yeah, hi, guys. What's on um, your mind? I, I just wanted to bring up the point of, you know, you, uh, they should have spilled. She should have just spilled the beans, you know. I mean, you know, instead of just like uh, holding back a couple chips, you know, like the the main key players that you know her her client list, she should have just put it all out there. Yeah, I feel like I feel like she just she held on to it for you know maybe just a bargaining chip just to you know to kind of just sweep it under the rug and she can go to. Europe or wherever she was planning on going to. Yeah, I think you're right um, about that. You're talking about, of course, the DC madam. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. So I think I think that it's it's a it's a sad shame, you know, how how that that all happened. But I mean, it's it's kind of just like any you know sci-fi movie or government conspiracy movie. I mean, they always just knock off everybody, even even the killers. They all they're all marks too, you know. So you don't think she killed herself then? No, absolutely not. I, you know, I, I, all my. Friends and family. I mean, they're not even. They don't even. Uh, you know, they they all think the same thing too. I mean, mm-hmm. it's just it just stinks. You know, so sure does. But oh, and I also like to bring up another point. You know those. Uh, you know that big drug drug bust in San Diego. You know the the yeah the hundred college a hundred college kids or whatever that got arrested. Yeah, yeah. They uh, the funny thing is like two of them. Like one was going to get a criminal justice degree, and then and another one was going to get a master's degree in homeland security. I just yeah. thought that was ironic. That is kind of funny. It really just gives you some idea of exactly who's going into the, the world of policing. There are plenty yeah. of crooks that become cops for ex, for crooked reasons. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. Well, that that's that's it. I, I appreciate Good it. Good call, Hal, uh, not Halcyon. Halston, thanks for the call. 800-259-9231. So, Wayne, how can people keep their data safe when they're crossing the border? I don't think it's possible. I don't know if you're going to be able to convince me of this. What do well, you got? Yeah, from CNET Blogs, there's a story called Keep Your Data Safe at the Border. And evidently, there's no right to privacy on international borders. Nope. For those of us with laptops, this presents a pretty major problem. How do we get through U.S. customs with our beloved portable devices without having Uncle Sam peeking at every email we've sent, every email or every MP3 we've listened to, and every home movie we've made? The obvious solution, encryption, is not enough. Non-Americans have no right to enter the U.S., don't want to hand over your encryption keys? No problem, but you'll be put on the next airplane back to your home country mm. if you're lucky. If the government really doesn't like you, you may end up getting sent to Syria. <clears throat> Those of us lucky to have a U.S. passport may be forced to enter the password for the data if we want to avoid having the devices seized yep, and right. never returned. They haven't. The, the Supreme Court hasn't ruled on that, but what that says to me is the Border uh, Patrol guards are going to do it when they feel like doing it, and then they'll let the Supreme Court rule on it later. Yeah. And that's just how well, it they're goes. they're in control. They've got the guns, and they've got the... The decision-making ability as to whether or not you get to go back to your home country. So I don't think it's the. You don't I don't them... think they really have the decision-making ability as to whether or not you get to go back. They well, you don't re- think. You I, don't I, think they can just say, "Nah, go away." No, I don't. Well, for travelers, I just don't. For travelers heading to countries other than the U.S., it can be even worse. Refusing. Well, hold to... on a second, Mark. What do you think they're going to do if you don't have a passport 
and you're trying to get back into to America. Now, if you have your proper documentation, there's there's a difference between them not knowing who the hell you are and them wanting to the password to your laptop. Mm-hmm. You're, ones you're not complying. The other one is you know you you failed to to fill out the paperwork. I think that if you call a major newspaper and say, well, I don't have my documentation, I can't get back in the country, you're not going to get near the uh, interest is. Um, if I, Look, I had everything in order. These uh, bureaucrats have uh, stepped across the line of what the uh, Supreme Court has ruled here. Um, I'm not required to give them a password to my uh, laptop. I let, them do it, um, I let them look through it just because I had things encrypted and I took, uh, I, I took s- s- special steps doesn't mean that they're allowed to kick me out of the country, keep me away from my wife and family and my yeah. home. No. Okay, but, but okay. well, maybe they won't kick you out of the country. They'll let you in, but they're going to keep your laptop. They may very well. Right. Yep. Okay. And of course, and, and if they keep your laptop, there's nothing you can do about it. I mean, you right. can you, like fight them for it. Yeah. What are you going to do? They probably won't even give you a receipt. No. And if you so, travel, I was going to say, if you're traveling to the uh, to Britain and you refuse to uh, unlock your your give the your, the encryption key to them, you can actually go to jail in Britain. Wow. Okay. So CNETnews.com's Declan McCullough posted a guy. Declan McCullough. Yeah, Declan. Yes. Guy. Declan McCullough. Uh, posted a guide to securing laptops for border searches back in March. Um, anyway, his his um, uh, guide starts out this way: A or one rather. Before going on any international trip, back up all of your important and potentially embarrassing, incriminating, or troubling data. This includes any copyrighted content which you might not be able to prove you own. Two, create an encrypted disk image or encrypted folder of the data. This can be done with pretty good privacy. TrueCrypt or software built into many operating systems. Remember the password. This is very important, uh, as if you forget it, you lose all your data. Upload the encrypted data to a reliable place on the Internet or two places. Personally, this uh, writer uses Amazon S3, which charges $0.15 per gigabyte month of storage plus $0.17 per gigabyte of data transfer. Five, wipe your laptop clean. Do this properly or the data can be accessible after the fact with forensic software and install a fresh copy of your OS onto it. Six, travel. You should have no problem at U.S. Customs or in any other country as long as you won't have any problematic uh, stuff on your computer. Seven, at your home office, fire up your web browser and download the encrypted data file from the Amazon servers. And they, of course, decrypt the data. Now, this is a lot of hoops to jump through. Yeah, this, this, this it, is a pain it, it in the neck. Like, yeah, it sounds like it could be it would be something for me to learn how to do, and I it doesn't sound terribly, terribly difficult. But okay, so it wasn't really a t- uh, it wasn't really tips on how to get your laptop with the important information through customs. It was more of a, a tips on how to just Story avoid important that. information on Yahoo. Yeah, which is kind of what we it, came up with. Just in case they feel like turning it over to the government too. Well, that's what we came up with uh, when we were talking about it. Was that if you really are concerned, if you've got stuff on your computer that you don't want the government people to find then you need to put it on the Internet and then just access it from wherever it is your destination is. And there's also another way, too. You can burn all of it to a DVD and then actually FedEx it to your destination and then copy it back over, just use it on the DVD, and then ship it back. There you go. Thank you for that, Wayne. No Appreciate problem. it. Let's continue with your calls. Justin in Oregon, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Justin. Well, I was just going to say that... Uh, that's hey, all one call per night. You're not in drive. Oregon, nor are you, Justin. Thanks for the call. <laughs> 800-259-9231. <laughs> I don't know what he was going to say. It's not that I don't know what he wanted to say. It's just that we've got a simple rule. There aren't very many rules on one Free Talk Live. Live, but one call per show, that's about all. 
Uh, the only the only exception we'll make to that is if you're on the line and then something, something bad awful happens. happens to your connection, we'll let you call back then. Uh, 1-800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. Some damning numbers about the Libertarian Party coming up here in moments. Things are not looking good for those guys. 800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. Would you like to help others find Free Talk Live? You can help us advertise, market, and promote the show at amp.freetalklive.com. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier now for $3 a month and get some cool bonuses at amp.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. Sickle CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Wayne. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that is freetalklive.com. And those features include live streams. We've got a broadband version of the show and a dial-up version. Both sizes will fit virtually any internet connection. Go and get them free. Listen live at freetalklive.com. The Free State Project's Porcupine Freedom Festival is better known as Porkfest. It's happening, uh, happening June 9th through the 15th. And at Porkfest, you'll be able to see firsthand why New Hampshire is one of the country's best places to live and meet hundreds of individuals who, just like you, cherish liberty and are living the goal of liberty in our lifetime. Discover new freedoms, new communities, and new beginnings. Register today at porkfest.com. That's P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T dot com. And it's coming up. We're a month away at this point from Porkfest. It is. It's uh, the 9th through the 15th of uh, June. Yep. It'll be here before you know it. I'm looking forward to it. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to be broadcasting concerts. Obviously, there's going to be food. Wayne, are uh, you coming this year? Lots of beer. Yes. All right. Fantastic. Lots of beer. Yeah, will it's, be it's basically camping with libertarians and some, uh, you know, some speeches you can go to and that kind of thing. But I, I really enjoyed it. They showed uh, V in a tent. Uh, v for Vendetta. V for Vendetta, yeah. V for Vendetta in a tent um, out there next to a giant bonfire. So my wife got to see V for Vendetta the first time. She loved it. Which oh, cool. I like. And then I could uh, pop back and forth between the uh, the bonfire where uh, lots of people were talking and having a good time and, and the movie where my wife was and watching the movie. And it, it was you know, dark, private. It was nice. Good times. Porkfest.com. We go to your phone calls. Mike in Illinois, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Mike. Hi. Hey, Mike, what's on your mind? Hello. Oh, hello, you're on the air. What's on your mind? Oh, I was just calling in... Uh... Something you were talking about a few days ago, and uh, it's that uh, you were talking a little bit about technology to extend your life. Yeah, I think you were just touching upon it. You didn't; it wasn't really a topic. Okay. And uh, how, how do you feel about that? I mean, I I, I don't want to say I would ever suggest that uh, uh, any regulation be put on something like that. I just I don't know. I don't think it's a good idea. Why? <laughs> You don't think it's a good idea for humans to extend their life? Well, no. Uh, indefinitely, though, I don't know. I well, just, I mean, uh, it, it, this, it, obviously it wouldn't happen indefinitely. It would go by steps, and then those steps right. would increase and increase and increase. Would I, you Would you recommend people don't smoke? No, I smoke. Okay. <laughs> do, do you think that other people should <laughs> and, and be able actually, to have the choice? And actually, I want to say that if they had something like that, I'd probably, be, I'd probably use it. I'd probably do it myself. I'm okay. just saying I think... Uh, uh, and, and I, I don't suggest anybody ever regulate it. It's just one of those That's things cool. that I think if, if if that kind of technology to to extend your life indefinitely, I mean, if it ever got to that point... Mm-hmm. It will. 
Yeah, and I think it will too. I just, I really think it it would it would cause all kinds of problems. Why? What, what kind, kind of, problems? of problems? Uh, well, mm-hmm. let me ask you. Do you think do you think the majority of people would do it? I don't know. I think I the ones know. that could afford it would. I do mean, it. if you uh, just your opinion. I mean, I know uh, none of us know for sure, but the, I mean, the ones that could afford it would do it. Just yeah. think, just think of all the wise old elders we'll have. I know. I mean, that's one good thing about it. And like all the inventions that would come out, because, you know, so many people, they think of great great ideas, and they spend their whole lives working on this, like some kind of technology, and then yeah. they die, they and die. then it goes yeah. with them. Yeah. And, you know, if they their life were uh, extended, I mean, I see a lot of good things about it. I no just, doubt. I think of things like... Oh, like a population problem, maybe, you know. Well, you know, by the time that uh, by the time humanity gets to the point of having this option for eternal life, which may be closer than you believe it it is, by the oh, way, it may, I, it may only be decades away. Uh, but uh, by the time we get there, hopefully we will have thrown off governments. Hopefully we'll have finally gotten, uh, you know, evolved past having governments because really it's governments that uh, are probably the biggest hindrance to progress, uh, the progress of mankind. And if you've got an issue with population, if you've got an issue with population, the marketplace will handle that. When the marketplace needs more room, first of all, we've got plenty of room to spread out, and also we can always go up too. So it's not like we have any limitation on the amount of room that people can occupy in this uh, in this planet. It can keep going. And if we need to, we can go out to other worlds. My, my yeah. theory is in that particular instance that uh, government wouldn't go away, but in fact right. would then um, limit women from, you know, would then limit people's reproductive rights. Oh, no, exactly. you can't breed that's my, only that's the, my point. the smartest yeah. people or whatever, and then they're, they're breeding people for whatever reason. Well, and and it's, it's nutty. Now, I do think that as far as overpopulation goes, we absolutely will be able to, as we, um, you know, manage to live longer, we will make plants that are more productive. We've already made plants that are far more productive than they used to be, and so therefore we'll be able to produce more food, smaller acreage, and um, therefore people will be able to live in it. Wealth is unlimited. You and have to remember you can that. always I mean, build up. Remember that. Right. I mean, there's, there's right. so few skyscrapers in America, really. When you think about all these floors that people can be living on, they haven't even gotten close. So, so I mean, yeah, it would definitely change like the whole paradigm of like the conception of everybody's conception of time. Sure it would. You know, I, as far as, like, say you had a buddy in California, and he said, well, why don't you come out and visit me for a few days? Are you going to take the plane? It's like, no, I think I'll walk. You could, yeah. <laughs> you, know, you know, because it's like, what the hell is one year of your life? Well, if you think about it, if you really think about it, it'll start to blow your mind as far as the the things that would change uh, just about your personal uh, life and and what is important to you and and what it means to even be alive. It it could change because you also have to remember that part of the, 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 I think one of the factors that's going to make this possible is going to be nanotechnology and and that means, and and also combining mankind with machine and literally having uh, little machines. Machines inside you working to increase your capability for intelligence, increase your uh, various different things about your your lifespan and your resilience. And I mean, they're they're looking at all kinds of just crazy technology. But basically, right. I mean, you, and it'll be optional. Obviously, you can just obviously. have a regular. And, I, and like I said, I'd probably be a person that would take full advantage of it if I could. You know? Right. Well, but and so so you'd be free to choose to go the luddites way and just live a regular human life and you know pass on at the end of that, or you could choose to. 
supplant yourself with as much technology as you wanted to, and you right. could literally become like a hybrid bio-machine kind of thing. Cyborg. Right. Uh, yeah, a cyborg, like a cyborg, literally. Cyborg. And then, and I then really you don't. have to ask yourself, well, what does it mean to have consciousness? I mean, the, this is one of the things that yeah. not very many humans can define too accurately. I mean, we know we have consciousness, but we don't know too much about it. Is it possible to, to download one's consciousness? Is it possible to transfer one's consciousness? Because if that's possible, and they figure out a way to do that, then you want to talk about mind-blowing opportunities. You're talking about transferring your consciousness onto the Internet, and then, then what does time mean? I mean, then, you ha- then what does distance mean? It, all of those things change, and just even, just even trying to comprehend it from where we are today is very right. difficult. But as time moves on, it'll become more and more uh, easy for us to grasp it, in the same way that if you ask someone in 1850 to comprehend computers... They wouldn't be even, able to wrap their minds around even it, but a, for even us. A, or even a car driving 70 miles an hour. Yeah. They couldn't even comprehend that. Yeah, It'll exactly. suck the air out of your lungs. So uh, <laughs> I think it's an exciting future, and really I'm looking forward to it. And, and I'm glad you brought it up, and thank you. Did you have any other thoughts? Uh, no, nah, that's pretty much it. Mike, thanks for the call tonight. All Certainly right. appreciate it. But I think getting the government out of the way, getting rid of government, is a... Very important step in this process, because if you've got all this wonderful technology and uh, you're building robots and you're extending life and there are these great technologies out there that we can access, government is going to be very, very upset about regular people getting their hands on that sort of thing. First of all, they're going to want the robots for their killing uh, you know, for the for wars and to kill people with, and so having development in robots is wonderful as long as it's not the government that's developing the robots because they're going to develop the killer robots. But that's where the, all the development of robots is. Well, except that's for manufacturing. True. What? There's uh, robots that will clean your floor, for instance. Come on, the the way that um, ro- robots are cleaning your floor is being financed is by robots that will kill your ass. Well, that may be true, but that's only a that's only a statement about how governments are today, Mark. It's not to say that people wouldn't be researching floor cleaning robots uh, without government subsidies. Yeah, but they wouldn't be paying for them. You know, it's just mostly where the the research and R and D is coming from is from the government money because they can take it by force. Is that true for uh, for Honda and the companies over out east? Uh, is I that true? I can't tell you. I know it's true for the iRobot people or whatever their 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 name is. We'll we'll continue this discussion in moments. It's Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. It is Ian here with you. And Wayne. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, so enjoy those. And if you like the show, you want to help support Free Talk Live, become an amplifier. Go to amp.freetalklive.com. Get on board with the program for 3 bucks a month. That's all it'll cost you, and it helps us out, helps us get on more radio stations, helps us bring new Internet listeners on board, and expose, expose new people to the, the message of freedom and liberty. So go and get on board for uh, amp.freetalklive.com. And you'll get perks like the access to the amp-only call-in lines, chat room, forum, and more. Chat room, even though it's got a bunch of people in it tonight, is dead. So maybe we could use a few more participants in there. Somebody go in there and flame those guys. Well, as soon as a female shows up, it'll uh, it'll change. It, it, it always brightens up with a uh, couple of X chromosomes. Actually, there is a female in there. I, I take that back. All right, so go to amp.freetalklive.com and sign up. If you're uh, remodeling your house or building new like like I am, um, you're going to have to think about uh, cabinet pulls. You're going to have to think about uh, plumbing fixtures. You're going to have to think about faucets and sinks and things like that. 
If you have to think about those, please go check internobs.com. They're a sponsor of the show, uh, Good Libertarians, and you can save 10% off your order by using code FTL. Uh, contractors, builders, designers, they are eligible for a, an extra little industry professional discount. Uh, they've been been around since 2004. And uh, they also have a, if you, you know, you can go look on the internet, but you can order through an 800 number if you so choose. You can order on the internet. Either way, it's it's up to you. Um, it's whole pra- wholesale prices for knobs, poles, and more at internobs.com. 800-259-9231. We're talking uh, a moment ago uh, with Mike in Illinois about the idea of really, really, really long lives. In fact, perhaps even getting to the point of being able to live forever. And it's coming. The technology is coming. They are researching it. Uh, we have, I think we had Dr. Aubrey de Grey on a while back to actually talk about this, and it's, it's fascinating. And what's amazing is how fast it is going to happen. It's going to be, I mean, it's, it's going to follow the curve of technology, which is just an incredible curve. Uh, that it's so exciting to see what's going to come down. You know, and, and I'm, I'm sorry, Wayne, go ahead. I was, I was, I was going to say that there, I think there's definitely a market demand for this. this. Oh, sure. I want it. I do, too. The point I was going to make on it is, um, you know, you think about, I remember being in my mid-20s, early late 20s, uh, selling ads for uh, Clear Channel um, Radio, mm-hmm. and one of my clients saying, and he sounded kind of sage when he said it, I wasn't sure whether I believed him or not, but that they, whoever they might be, um, don't let you really start making money until you're in your mid-40s, until hmm. your mid-50s or uh, mid-60s, somewhere in there. Like, that's your peak earning time. Um, I don't. I, I don't propose to know. It does seem like I'm making more money as time goes by. I'm just get better and, and wiser and smarter and, and those kind of things. So, okay. Can you imagine where you don't have that curvature of money making? Because when you're at 65, then you're starting to make less money. You know, you're. But you just make more and more and more and more and more. Either you're not. Either you're retiring or and, and you're expecting to die at 85. Um, so you're you know just planning to die instead of ha- planning to have your money continue on. Um, when you don't have people planning in that manner, the loaning of money is going to work differently. Uh, you know, it, it, it yeah. just, it's going to have huge implications for how money is going to wealth. be spent. Yeah. People, I would think, be, would be much are going to be thriftier when they say, you know what, I'm not going to die. Not anytime soon. <laughs> they're they're going to be thriftier and smarter with their money. And, you know, obviously Social, Secur- uh, Social Security would either bankrupt the government or they'll give up. Well, yeah, and, and that's why I say that the government has to be out of the way before we get to this point. Ideally, it would ha- be out of the way. Because, Ideally, I don't know whether you're going to get what you're talking about. Well, uh, because, first of all, if you get government out of the way, these techno- technological innovations that we're talking about, actually biomechanical, cyborg, putting nanomachines inside you, upgrading your brain with these nanomachines, I mean, these are pretty serious-sounding operations, and government's not going to just let you jump into that and decide to make these changes to yourself. I mean, the FDA is going to say, whoa, whoa, whoa. We can't have you people just out there putting these nanomachines in your body. We need to do 10, 20 years of research on this to make sure that just the first step is okay. And then on the second step, we've got to do 10 or 20 years of research. And we've got to cover our bases here to make sure nobody's going to get hurt. People and then are going to die. That's the FDA's kind of perspective of, whoa, hold that technology back. We can't have people getting technology. And then there's also the Luddite factor, where if you get somebody who's a Luddite in charge of the government, and there are these wonderful possibilities out there for technology to to help supplant our lives and and make us live longer, happier, healthier lives, they're going to see that and they're going to say, well, that's against God. 
God put us here to die after a hundred years, and that's it. It says so in the Bible. The Bible says we should stop this evil satanic technology. And the fact is, it does. Does it? It does. It doesn't say to stop the evil satanic technology, but it says that a man's years should be 100 or 120 or something like that. So therefore, it's satanic, and therefore we need to put a stop to this. This will no longer be legal in the United States of America. Of course, the development will continue to go on. I mean, because people will want this, and so therefore it'll go on in other countries or it'll go on underground, but it will be hindered, this is my prediction, by the government people, by the government forces. And I think that uh, that's why it's so critical that we throw off the the chains of the government. These these it's just kind of this ancient concept that we need to have people with guns threatening our lives in order to somehow keep society uh, held together. It's just ab- absurd, and it needs to go away. That way, this development can happen unhindered without uh, getting these bureaucrats in, in the way. I just feel like all they're going to do is cause problems, and then there's the robot factor. We were talking about the Terminator during the break, and you don't want the government to to uh, be subsidizing and developing robots because they can use them to enslave us ever more. And then it won't matter if your life goes on forever because you'll be forever a slave, and that's no fun. So I, I just don't see any positive reason to have government around with all of these wonderful technological advancements we're going to see in our lifetimes. I have to agree. Uh, 1-800-259-9231, but don't ask the Libertarian Party for help. We'll talk more about some uh, disturbing numbers uh, about what's going on inside their ranks. But first we go to John in Oklahoma. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, John. John in Oklahoma, going once. Yes, good afternoon. Hey, what's on your mind? Good evening. I'd like to go ahead and say thank you uh, to both of you gentlemen for, you know, splitting the issues no matter what it is on your broadcast. Uh, my main concern, and I hopefully it's your concern, is if if there's not in place a government to go ahead and maybe scrutinize or to establish some kind of order what kind of society are we going to live in? Well, um, I, I would have to... Do you think that uh, that food gets to grocery stores in an orderly fashion? Yes, it's called just-in-time inventory. Okay. Um, and that's orderly, right? I mean, the, gov- the government doesn't, uh, doesn't decide how food manages to get to the... Um, to the store, I don't think that order and government are nece- necessarily synonymous terms, and that you can only have order through having government, and that you can only have, um, you know, that, that government necessarily, you know, necessitates order, and, you know, vice versa. Okay, but before we had just in time inventory, how did society exist? I, I, I don't know. I mean, where I, are you I going with that question? Well, from our past, if we take the timeline and go back, we were able to function as a society before all these, if you want to call them, you know, restrictions or whatever we're facing as a society in the future. We need to go back to those go back issues to what? 
that went ahead and helped us progress as a society. Freedom. That's what that's what helped us progress is right. freedom. Right. The reason and trust in, in in ourselves and not in other people outside ourselves. When you give your power away to some other entity, you're you're uh, you're hurting society. Re- the reason um, the American society is so wealthy today is because they had a fairly long period where they were mostly unmolested by the U.S. federal and, and state governments, and that's just not the case today. Now they are their nose is into absolutely everything, and they are hindering the progress that. Uh, that we could be having. We could have many of these nanotechnology things and flying cars. All of these things could actually be here by now, I think, if it weren't for all the government hindrance that uh, that we've seen over the last hundred years or so. Uh, so government is a hindrance to advancement. Government uh, gets in the way. It, it doesn't create order. It actually creates disorder because it's an agency of force. It, when left to its own volition, society organizes itself on a voluntary basis. It may seem chaotic, uh, but in, in, in actuality, it, it comes out orderly because it's, it's a natural, voluntary order. And you can see evidence for that in uh, events like the aftermath of Hurricane Katrina, where when society went away when people left the area there became disorder because the regular folks like you and i and thank you for the call tonight the regular folks like you and i that hold society together were gone and so therefore the only elements remaining were the criminal elements the government and the other criminals and they fought and there was awful things that happened more coming up it's free talk live the cynic says I started losing my hair, and there was nothing I could do. I wore a baseball cap because I was self-conscious. The Believer says, I started using Avacor two months ago, and already I'm regrowing my own hair. My bald spot is going. No caps for me. Are you a cynic? Avacor's formula is FDA-approved to regrow your own hair in as little as two months. Avacor's topical formula contains the only ingredient approved by the FDA to regrow hair without risk of sexual side effect. Call right now and ask about getting a free month supply of Evacor and receive Boost just for trying Evacor. Boost can make your hair visibly thicker with its first application. Call 1-800-451-8920. That's 1-800-451-8920. This is a limited time offer, so call now. Call 1-800-451-8920. 1-800-451-8920. Or log on to avacorradio.com. This is Free Talk Live. We're kicking off Hour 3. You can take control of the airwaves by bringing up anything at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 800-259-9231. It's Ian here with you. Wayne. And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com. The features on the site are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. I want to expand on a point that I was uh, attempting to make as we were running out of precious moments in the uh, the second hour of the program. We had John on the line in Oklahoma, and he was very concerned about the idea of getting rid of the government, which is what I was talking about, uh, is, I think, a, a necessary prerequisite before we get to the point of having this wonderful technological uh, innovation that could allow us to, for instance, live forever or combine with machines or download our consciousness or whatever neat things might be coming in the future. It seems to me government's going to be a major hindrance to that, and and, and some people in government may do everything they can to prevent uh, us regular folk from getting our hands on it. And so I guess that kind of tweaked 
John a little bit, and he was concerned, uh, as many people are, about getting rid of uh, the government. And I think that getting rid of the government is probably a bad way to put it. How about transitioning to a voluntary society? And decentralizing power. That's a right. good way to do it. Yeah. Voluntary governance. Because how are you going to get rid of government? I mean, that just you just sound like a like a um, militia kook or something. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's not really a good way to put it, and I, I don't condone that kind of uh, phraseology. Right. So uh, transitioning to a voluntary society makes more sense, but that still, I don't think, would stop John from being frightened of the idea of, well, if there's no government as we know it today, then how would things be orderly? Because government has done a brilliant job of indoctrinating people. It's not very good at pretty much everything it does, but the government indoctrination system, eh, it's relatively effective. And so they've managed to train people to believe that in the absence of the state, there will be disorder. Right. That the only way to get people to do what it is you um, want them, you know, that some of the things that it, that they need to do. And and the fact is, I'm sure John would even agree that the government is, um, you know, it's it's constricting people in ways that we would have never imagined when we put it together, and ways that are evil and wrong. Um, but how are you going to get people to do the things that you that they they have to do in order for a civilized society without threatening them with with violence imprisonment um you know all those things because obviously people want you want a society where you're relatively safe you're not threatened by brigands and uh cut purses at every Mm -hmm. corner um so you know you you need you need to have a certain amount of uh i don't know you can call it governance in order to have that i'm not necessarily i don't necessarily believe that uh that a completely voluntary society would work but I'm ready to, to to get as close as we can to that and sort of look. Well, that's because that's where the evidence is. I mean, the evidence points to voluntary interaction uh, as being the most orderly, efficient way to live life. And I touched on... Uh, Least the, violent, too. Yeah, well, I, I touched on the Katrina aftermath as an example. Because if you believe that government creates order, which is the premise of what John was saying before, if you believe that, and many people do then this should be one of the key things you take a look at. If government creates order, then a larger amount of government should create more order, right? I mean, in theory, don't you think? Yeah. Uh, The more powerful and controlling a government is, therefore the more order one would expect out of any area of land that government occupies. So let's go back to the Hurricane Katrina example, which I didn't have a lot of time to talk about. We covered the Hurricane Katrina aftermath in a fair amount of depth on this program mm-hmm. as, it, uh, as it all unfolded. Uh, because there was so many different... Hu- obviously, the, the news did a fine job of covering the human tragedy aspect of it. But on this show, we covered the governmental tragedy aspect. How government got in the way of private efforts. How government got in the way of Walmart and trucks full of water and ice trying to actually help people. They said, no, turn around. Government turned around boats that were coming to try to rescue people. Government turned around people that were trying to come in and rescue people. They said, no, no, we've got it under control. We're locking off this area. You can't come in. That's what they did. There was story after story about it. And anybody that was down there will tell you. Okay? Anybody that tried to help out was turned away. If you were not a FEMA employee or a military member, you were not wanted. Or cops. There were some cops that came in from uh, from all around the country, too, including California. And, by the way, they took away people's guns, I should mention. 
Uh, I guess that was to promote order, taking well, away people's you know, guns. Uh, they, they're always going to use that uh, the, the the straw man of order in order to get what they need done. I mean, uh, the government set up this uh, bill of rights that we have, and the government has systematically torn it apart. The uh, the bill of rights, you just don't have them. They've all been compromised. Every Pretty last much, one yeah. of them, yeah. um, in some way or another. I guess other than uh, you know military men being housed in your. Oh no, that one was compromised after Katrina. Yeah. They, um, the, we saw footage of the National Guard breaking into a church and so they, so they could so they could sleep there and they could make it their little uh, headquarter of operations. So, so again, if you believe government creates order out of chaos, then there should have been a tremendous amount of order to be found in the area of the aftermath of Hurricane Katrina. I mean, just beside the natural forces, obviously government can't control the wind and the water and, and that sort of thing. But as far as the people are concerned, should have been pretty controlled, should have been pretty orderly. But that's not what happened. In fact, the opposite of that is what you could observe. The government told people it was taking guns violating, clearly violating the Second Amendment, as it went around door-to-door from the people that had remained in the area and confiscated firearms for people, its excuse was that, well, we need to take these firearms from you because someone shot at us. They alleged they had been shot at. There wasn't really any evidence of that actually happening beyond the claims of the police. So the police claimed they were shot at, and so that justified them taking away guns from people. Huh. Well, that wasn't really the purpose of government, but but beyond that, can't they uh, then use that as a, the, the same the same justification now? I mean, don't cops get shot at in everyday life? Sure, they do. And if the cops were being shot at, if you want to take what they're saying as true that they were being shot at, where's all the order? I mean, people shooting at people in the streets? That doesn't sound too orderly. And also remember the incredibly high level of governmental uh, people that were in this area. Regular people left. The people that could got out. The people that stayed were either uh, too poor or they didn't know they had to leave or they uh, were infirmed. They or they were wanted old. to defend their property in Or they some wanted cases. to defend their property and they just wanted to stay. But for the most part, most people got the hell out. And so, therefore, what you have is you had a an, an incredibly high governmental percentage uh, per capita uh, per population. I don't think you need to prove to people that government is not order. I mean, really. Well, I, apparently I do. He, no, he fell back on that, but then realized that he'd made a mistake. Look, but the people fact believe is, look, that. No, 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 it's it's garbage. It's absolute positive garbage. But they believe Walgreens that. Walgreens can tell me if I have a prescription in Sarasota, Florida, and I take a I take a trip um, to Seattle, Washington, but I forgot to get my prescription. Walgreens can figure out how to get me my subscription, how much I need, who my doctor was, and get that prescription to me. Mm-hmm. But you think inner police department? can communicate from one um, side to the other and, and tell this man's wanted and that's they're just barely now getting that yeah these people are incompetent they are not uh, they are not motivated in the same way that we are government is you know it's all about sloth it's all about doing things half-assed because they just don't have to if but they've they got don't, uniforms right if if they don't do it right so what they get more money and you still have to pay and if you don't pay you go to jail these people are violent they're not orderly well, they're dangerous you know it's, i'm glad you brought up things outside of katrina because there're plenty of examples outside of katrina but um for instance the dc sniper would be a great example of that Th- that those two guys the dc snipers they just created so much terror and so much fear in the population. And the government was, they were all over the case. 
they were making speechifying every single day about it and talking about, oh, we're getting closer, we're investigating this, and blah, 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 blah. But what cracked the case for him? Some citizen, an individual who happened to come across a suspicious-looking vehicle in a parking lot and called it in. So it didn't have anything to do with the government cracking that case or solving that case. It was an individual who actually figured that one out. Or how, how about that case or that story about a week or so ago about uh, the closed-circuit TV cameras in Britain? They're all over the place. They're taking pictures of everything, and they have not lowered crime whatsoever. Yeah, that's no, right. streetlights do a better job. But, but, yeah. but back to Katrina, because, Mark, there are people that believe the government creates order. The law and order types are absolutely victims of this mentality. They're victims of the mentality, but it doesn't take much to... Um, if, if, they take, if you take three minutes... To examine this in your own mind, instead of saying government is order, if you take three minutes to examine it, you will realize, huh, yeah, I guess that's not really true. The government is in order. No. What's orderly is people who have their self-interest at heart. And their self-interest is, I want to live, I want to survive, therefore I will not harm others. More coming up. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Wayne. And Mark. 800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features on the site are free, so enjoy those on us, and they include... The updates. Get signed up. We keep you in the loop. Whenever there's something you need to know about the show, go to updates.freetalklive.com to get on the list for free. That's updates.freetalklive.com. If you're thinking about starting a business, here's a word to the wise. You can incorporate at LegalZoom.com. Incorporation can help protect you against frivolous frivolous lawsuits that can wipe you out. LegalZoom.com is fast and easy. I've used it. They're not kidding. It's fast and easy. They do all sorts of legal documents, patents, wills, trademarks, LLCs. You can use code FTL to save 10 bucks off your order. That's FTL. LegalZoom.com. 1-800-259-9231. Government doesn't create order. As a matter of fact, one could argue the opposite, that government contributes to disorder because in its supposed mission to protect life, liberty, and property, it actually violates life, liberty, and property. It is the bandit on the street corner, except they just don't have to stand on the street corner. All they have to do is send you something in the mail, and you'll bow down and obey pretty much anything they demand from you. Well, so, so someone can claim that, uh, you know, that, that government is essentially this uh, greater property holder than the property holders themselves, that um, whereas you own your land... Also, the uh, sta- the the municipality owns your land, and the state owns your land, and the federal government owns your land, in sort of a descending order. Even though you own your land, they all own your land above. And so, because you're within the borders of whatever you know, you pick your your government entity, whether it's state, uh, you know, municipality or or, or the federal mm-hmm. government, that you've sort of agreed tacitly to their rules, and their rules are violent ones. But it's sort of like me saying, you can come to my house, but every hour I get to hit you in the eye. And <laughs> you can't go nowhere else because everybody else, when you go to their house, they're going to kick you in the crotch or they're yeah. going to poke poke you in your nose or or you know like. Thank it, goodness I'm here hitting you in the eye because because <laughs> I because I ain't tore off one of your limbs yet. And and this is this is the choice that you have with governments. All governments tax through violence and theft and coercion. That's how they operate. Except it's a Hobson's choice. There is another right. choice, and the other choice is to uh, propagate the idea of the voluntary society and you can propagate it but you're until then you're getting poked in the eye well yeah but if you get enough people 
who are willing to propagate that idea, moving to the same place as we are with the Free State Project, moving liberty activists together. We can have that voluntary society simply by opting out of the coercive society and choosing our voluntary society. Because if it's true what all the documents say, and that governments in this country were formed by the consent of the governed, then it should be a simple matter of withdrawing one's consent. One should not have to go anywhere else and join another government. One could simply just withdraw consent from this one and choose not to to form another one. That's right. Isn't a society based on voluntary interaction? That's the definition of a society. More civilized? Well, society is supposed to be a voluntary association of individuals coming together for a common cause. That's, as I understand it, the definition of society. So by that definition, this should be a voluntary society, so we should be able to opt out. And isn't a voluntary society more um, uh, prosperous and more free and more, um, uh, shall we say, um, oh, what was that word we used before? Wealthy? Civil- Wealthy? <laughs> well, it, 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 yeah, for sure. It, it works. So, uh, so real quick, we're going to go to the phone calls as for another good example of what holds the fabric of society together. It's not, it's not uh, the government people. It's humans' natural desire to propagate themselves, to continue their lives, and to enjoy their lives. We're not running around killing one another because... Well, we want to live to see the next day. We want to experience what's coming next. That's part of the fun of being alive is living. Uh, We're not killing each other. We're not holding back from murdering one another because there's a chance a cop might drive down the street. I mean, I could start killing people if I wanted to, as the D.C. snipers did, and there'd be very little that the police would be able to do about it if I were careful enough. I mean, again, it was total. That's why it's so hard to find uh, to find people that are uh, that the the serial killers. You know, if the first thing the cops do when they look at somebody who's been killed is they look at the spouse or loved ones and that kind of thing, because those are the people that are most likely to do it. But when if you really want to be, you know, a crazy person, they're so rare. Right. And and the reason and, you know, if I wanted to start killing people, if I actually did start doing that, eventually I'd probably be stopped by one of my potential victims, which is one of the other big factors, especially if the government hasn't disarmed them. Right. Right. So not only do people just naturally want to get along with one another because they want to live long, happy lives. That's, I think, the main factor to why things aren't chaotic and, and awful out there. The, the second factor is that we can defend our lives. We, in, at least here in America, have the ability, and well, some parts of America, have the ability to, to defend ourselves with violence uh, f- from violent aggressors. And so if people except get it the government. into the, Except the government. So if people get it into their heads to start robbing and pillaging and killing, eventually they're going to come across someone who's, nah, that's okay, you're not going to rob me today. Pow! And then there goes their killing spree. It's over and done with. So that's another factor that keeps things safe. And a lot of us have wondered, why don't we get anybody decent to vote for? Well, that's because in, in a society with, with coercion, the, the most cunning, the most uh, crooked people rise to power. Whereas in a voluntary society, it's more based on merit. The people who end up being the informal opinion leaders mm-hmm. are put there on a voluntary basis because of merit. Absolutely. Who's so, worse, uh, you know, uh, the, the manager CEO or, uh, you know, the, the statesman that uh, kills so many? I mean, you, you know how the, the statement's been made. You, you kill one person, you're a murderer. You kill 10,000, you're a statesman. 
1-800-259-9231, the SACL-CAI toll-free line. Also, uh, the place you're looking to live, Mark, uh, here in New Hampshire, has zero police officers. That's zero correct. Zero police there, there officers. There are towns here in New Hampshire that have no cops. And from what I understand from our conversation with a former uh, Keene police detective, there's only one state police officer on duty at any given time for the entirety of Cheshire County. No, where he we said uh, three. Cheshire County's huge. Dude. Oh, okay. I could have sworn he said there was only one on. So he would say that there was only one that no, would no, be No, 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 you're wrong. It was three local Keene cops at any given time, one statey. I Usually. Would, he said sometimes it was more, but mostly prefer one. if you went ahead and uh, emailed him and, and found out if that was true, because I don't think that's Yeah, correct. that's. I'm pretty sure, because it was pretty noticeable when he said it. But anyway, there are very, very few of them. So one could just start going crazy over where you're looking to move and start killing people, and before... I mean, the state probably wouldn't even get wind of it before, you know, more pe- a bunch of people croaked. They, they perished. So why aren't people killing one another off? There's no government to speak of as far as the actual guns of government, as far as the men with guns, the scary guys that are supposedly keeping society together. They've got guns together. because they have a, uh, a inner town compacts that uh, trade cops. The cops are just farther away. Right, but my point being that there's virtually no government to speak of. The protectors are not around even, and everything's fine. But contrast that to a place like New York City or Washington, D.C., where the amount of cops per population is much higher than the places you're talking about, where we're discussing. There's plenty of violence there, plenty of crime being committed. There are cops everywhere. In many cases, it's the cops committing the crimes. Again, after Hurricane Katrina, you could go into Walmart, look at the looters, and see cops within the looters stealing stuff from Walmart. So, really, what else do you need to know? But Dave Ridley's on the line from RidleyReport.com, and he's going to tell us about an open carry litter pickup that happened here in New Hampshire. Great example of nonviolent people helping keep other people safe without involving the government one iota. We'll tell you more about that, or Dave will, here in moments, and uh, we'll talk to you, too. Lee and Dennis are both on the line. You can take control. This is Free Talk Live. One of the bonuses you'll get as a Free Talk Live amplifier is access to our classic archives. For just $3 a month, you can become an amplifier, and you'll help us get on more radio stations and MP3 players. Get the details at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live, you take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Wayne. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. If you've missed a moment of the show, just go and download them from the front page of the website. We give them away. Again, that's freetalklive.com. Let's go right into your phone calls. Pete is on the line in Michigan City, listening on WIMS. Hello, Pete. Gentlemen, good evening. How are you? Hey, what's on your mind, Pete? Well, I've got to tell you, I listened to the program, and I'm going to take odds with you tonight. Okay, Excellent. Sure. Louisiana Katrina. Okay. All right. Um, were either one of you two guys there? I was not, but we did have uh, uh, listeners on the ground calling in and uh, obviously paid close attention to it. I see. I was there for two months. I'm not law enforcement. Okay. Okay. What I do do, though, is professional professional uh, disaster aid. Great. Gentlemen, I could tell you two things where you're wrong. Number one, there was a war zone down in the ninth. In the, in the ninth, in the ninth. Okay. I was involved in it. What does that mean, that, a war zone? Those who had CCWs. 
CCW who were concealed official, weapons. Who were official, who, who had concealed carry, or had their permits to carry, who were official, even with aid teams, were permitted to carry their weapons in. I'm telling you now, gentlemen, I can tell you that gunshots were fired because my vehicle had bullet holes in it. Wow. I know H-60 Hilo pilots from the Coast Guard mm-hmm. that could tell you that their, their helos were shot at. My okay. guys went in. I had two aid teams go in. They were all armed. Good. So for those people who, don't, who think for one minute that these were rumors or innuendos, I can tell you from experience that they're not. Great. I'm glad you clarified that for me, because I just don't trust the cops when they say things like that. Uh, for instance, I wouldn't have doubted that either. Well, you know, the cops will, will make up some crap sometimes, like when they're out at a protest, they'll claim a protester threw a bottle at them, and that's why they had to go and club a bunch of protesters in the head, and, you know, the fact is, maybe the, the bottle was never thrown, or maybe it was actually one of the cops that was undercover throwing the bottle, so it's hard for me to trust the cops when they say things, but I'm glad you've cleared that up. Go ahead, well, sir. You are right about one thing, though. NOPD fell apart. I mean, they were part of the problem, well, not all of them. I would say a good percentage of them were part of the problem. Well, many of them didn't even show up. Uh, there, was a, there was a percentage that decided, uh, that's okay, I'm leaving, and they didn't even stay on to do their duty, so-called. And then the other, there was another percentage you know, that obviously followed orders and did what they were supposed to do. And then there was the other percentage that was actually involved in the looting. So there was different kind of situations for the cops. And I will tell you this much, too. Most of those cops down there who volunteered to go in when their gear, personal gear, got destroyed, they didn't get it replaced by the government. Aid, aid organizations had to go beg other police departments throughout the country to send gear back in. Mm. I mean, it was one mess. I mean, oh, yeah. And now, it was a literally a disaster amongst the disasters. Certainly, it, it it had to have been difficult for the people, um, for the law enforcement officers that went in there, um, you know, to restore order, as it were. But does that does that absolve them of violating the Constitution to which they... Absolutely not. I've got to tell you one thing, though. As far as disarming is concerned, where they disarmed, the Ninth Ward needed to be disarmed. The rest of the state and the rest of the area, I didn't see anybody um, uh, being disarmed. Matter of fact, if anything, the last thing you do down in Louisiana is to try to take anybody's weapon. As far as oh, they were, they got away with it. Yeah, they were taking lots of white people's weapons, and uh, there are not many white people's white people living in the well, Ninth Ward. The areas that they were taking weapons in, I can tell you for a fact. I hate to say this because I am a huge supporter of the Second Amendment, but they needed to get it. They needed to get in there and get those weapons out Why? because those those people, even whites, doesn't matter, whites, black, yellow, or green, even if you were law-abiding. The odds were that you, were, if 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 the gangs had their weapons removed and they found that you had them, they were going to either take you out and get your weapon. And so the cops in there decided to clean house in certain sectors. But yeah, I, gotta I don't you, really care what their excuse is. Uh, the fact is, you're not going to unarm, you're not going to disarm the gangs. They are going to have the weapons, and that was what the alleged problem was. So what they did was they went around and took firearms from regular people, not well, from what gang was members. What's going on? I mean, the break and entries and the and the looting and the crime was down there was tremendous. Right, now, and I, I saw I video footage. They did. There was video footage of the cops breaking right. and entering. So oh, absolutely. It, I mean, no, New Orleans Police Department was notorious for that. Well, you know, it, to, to, the, the thing is, is you're, you're armchair quarterbacking this. You're saying that the uh, 
the New Orleans Police Department couldn't be trusted, but all the rest of the police departments could, and of course the U.S. military could. And we had to we had to suspend the Constitution. We had to suspend people's rights in order to keep them safe. And that's how the Constitution's been destroyed up to this point. The Constitution, you know, my no rights don't exist because the Bill of Rights gave them to me. My rights exist because I was born with them, and the government has no right to take them away. Wait, the Mark, you live put, in the Ninth Ward. The, the government, the government was instituted in order to protect those rights, supposedly. And then when it goes in and says, oh, except for when it's not safe for us or not safe for you, we des- we deem it not safe for you. Yeah. They don't. That that's when they're they're in the name of truth and justice. They're doing the wrong thing, mm-hmm. and that the road to hell is paved with good intentions. And you've got I'm it. sure the Germans didn't say we just need to kill all the Jews. Uh, we need to throw them in gas ovens, you know, ovens and gas them and that kind of thing. Hitler thought they he was making a better of, world. Lots of good reasons. And well, I can tell you one thing for sure. Of what I saw down there, in the, in the 60 days I was down there, outside New Orleans PD, I didn't see any other police departments, you know, uh, uh, Actually, you know, remove the Constitution. Nor did I see the the National Guard do any such thing. Well, it's a case study, and I certainly appreciate your observation. We've seen video footage of the National Guard. Right. Taking All you have to do is weapons. go to the NRA's website. They will show you vi- um, video of cops and soldiers taking weapons from American citizens, including tackling old women. California Highway it, I mean, Patrol. It's disgusting. The California well, I, Highway like Patrol. I can, was I, I'm so crap. glad the NRA is doing that since they didn't show up down there to help, but. The point uh, is they probably wouldn't have been allowed Wal- in. Walmart showed well, up, but the government turned them away. Well, I mean, the government these competent people that were these people that were busy taking people's guns people were busy turning away people with water. They were not only disarming citizens; exactly. they were killing them through their inaction. Yeah. Well, I, I, the entire response was a disaster. Sure, there because no it was the government. Be- it, wa- Walmart wasn't a, a disaster. They got water there lickety split. What about the FEMA trailers full of mold? Well, the first the first police officers on the scene outside NLPD were the Canadian Mounted Police. Literally. <laughs> exactly. Bizarre. Because I, I, they were the first, the first police department to respond. That's amazing. It is amazing. I mean, the, what happened down there is actually, you're absolutely right, is a case study, and I hope I never get to see it again, nor do I never get to see a response like that again. Well, any time a, d- a disaster occurs, if government's the responding organization, you will continue to see things like this. In fact, in Kansas, last year, there was a tornado that hit, and after the tornado, they decided they needed to take people's guns away again. And there was not a situation like there was in the, uh, what was it, the Ninth District, I think you said? Ninth also, Ward. Uh, the Ninth Ward. Uh, also, uh, after Katrina, some of the vi- some of the people that were interviewed by the NRA... They were uh, they were accosted on the waterways, and I don't think the Ninth Ward extends into the waterways. There were people that were that were boating, trying to bring aid to people and trying to get out of the area. They were stopped it's, by armed men, Coast Guard men, and people like that. It's erroneous to say that they were only taking uh, weapons in the Ninth well, Ward. He may have only way, seen that. The, the, what was the every uh, of what was going on down there, even with aid. And I got to tell you, it was a very difficult situation, even under the um, the uh, auspice of FEMA. Thank God for the churches down there, because they're the ones that really pulled it off. But a lot of the aid interception was was being done because it was going outside any any type of channel, whether it was government channel, yeah. private channel, or anybody else's channel, was just being dumped. I mean, well, 
you had people bringing aid down there and just dumping it that is a private channel that is a private channel if i go from florida to louisiana in order to help um then i'm providing private aid the government with its uh you know this centralized mechanism is where it failed every time all like you've said all the aid came from private areas yep hey great call thank you for calling in and thank you for all your help down there after katrina it was people like you that really made it uh, made yep. a difference I not the government bureaucrats could. You've got to have freedom for everybody, or you'll have it for no one. That is true. 800-259-9231. You can take control of the airwaves, even in these remaining moments. It is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. Only moments remain. Maybe enough time for your call at 800-259-9231. It is Ian here with you. And Wayne. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features on the site are free, so enjoy those on us. Uh, Again, freetalklive.com. If you like the show, want to help support Free Talk Live, shop with us at amazon.freetalklive.com. Enter Amazon through that link. Free Talk Live gets a percentage of your purchase. you got to buy stuff. You might as well buy it at Amazon. Groceries. They've got groceries now. Uh, Also, books. DVDs, I can't name all the categories. There are 41 categories for you to shop in. And great prices, the brands you trust, free super saver shipping on a whole bunch of items. Start your shopping experience at Amazon.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live gets a cut. We go to your phone calls. It's Dave in New Hampshire. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Dave. Hey, guys. Hey, Dave. Dave. What's yeah, happening? I wanted to, to call and uh, tell you about uh, something we're doing a little more positive with with uh, guns and what uh, what the authorities did mm. down in Katrina, um, we've you know been doing these quite a bit. But uh, we we have uh, they gave, we did the fourth open carry litter pickup uh, in Manchester on Saturday. Excellent! You yeah, guys you have got done some a, newspaper coverage on that too. Yeah, you've done a series of these as well across the state of New Hampshire, as I understand it. Yeah, what's new about this one is that this time we just knew we'd have enough people, so we we invited the media. And uh, oh, great. you know, we knew it would be worth their time, and and uh, even though it rained, you know, we had about nine nine people, and uh, yeah, there were two different articles in the main, the, the primary New Hampshire newspaper, the Union Leader, and uh, what was interesting was to watch on the Union Leader site, people can actually respond, the comments, people yeah, can just respond, and uh, so you usually get you know an average article maybe gets ten responses, uh, each of these articles got about thirty responses, and it was two, over two to one positive in favor of what we were doing. Excellent. Good to hear. So how did your outlaw puppeteering event go? I think it was yesterday? Yep, they ignored me again. I uh, broke two laws this time. You're just going to uh, have right to step it up. Of, right in front of the state house. although I guess one of them wasn't really a law. It was more of a uh, regulation or a ordinance. So one of but, them was no puppeteering without a license. So you'd broken that one before. You broke that one last week. You broke that one again this week. And you also broke the, uh, you said, the ordinance that says you can't pr- uh, protest at the state house without a permit. You did not have a permit. You did not have a license. And they didn't even come talk to you? The cops didn't try to do anything at all, huh? They did not. And that's different because normally they will come out. I mean, I've seen them enforce it many times, the, uh, hmm. the demonstrating without a permit. Um, regulation or whatever you want to call it, 
but uh, I guess since they knew in advance that we were coming, and since there were a lot of us, they just sort of never left the building. So they what, just called. Since you warned them, it was a permit. Yeah, people actually <laughs> called the cops. They called. I heard they called the tip line to report an illegal puppet show, and they still didn't come out. I mean, they, they <laughs> had an illegal the, puppet show. The, the crime was reported to them, and they didn't even come out. <laughs> and, and they ta- and people talk about the government maintaining order. How in the world can people violate the important rule of no puppeteering uh, without a permit in? Uh, you know, in New Hampshire, and no protesting on the lawn of the state house with, and, and you know, it's it, the, the authorities know, and they don't do anything. It's anarchy in the streets of New Hampshire. You know, Let the fact you. is, it just proves that this gang has nothing to do with democracy. That it's all about just, uh, you Control. know, prote- yeah, protecting its friends and uh, punishing its enemies. And you know, they, they it, it didn't bother them. Dave, what's the next step? You said you were going to keep uh, upping the ante every single time. You're going to keep doing puppet shows until you make at least a thousand dollars. And how much did you take in yesterday? You took in fifty-five bucks the first time. <laughs> like twelve dollars this time. Oh man! So, so they have to do a lot of puppet yeah, shows. Yeah, you're, you're gonna have to do a lot more because yeah, yeah, I've heard you're just letting people in for free if they want to watch for free. So you're only really taking donations. But uh, now, yeah, turnout overall was up. But I just this time I just I keep inviting people. I just feel bad about like yeah, you're gonna pay two bucks. I just sort of. Just set the jar there and just forget about it, you know. And a lot of other people forget about it, too. So so, uh, um, so you said you were going to up the ante every single time and perhaps break a new uh, a new law every time you do the protest. Where are you going to take this next, and when's the next one going to happen? Yeah, we're going to do another one on May 25th. And like, each time we try to break uh, an additional law, like we broke one law the first time, two laws the second time. On this third one, we'll try to break three stupid laws. Um, and that'll probably be on May 25th. After that, there could be a break, um, and then we'll pick it up again. The state house is sort of not around very much during this. Um, you mm-hmm. know, once the summer starts to hit, uh, and so we'll be doing the we'll be doing the May 25th one in Manchester, probably. Yeah, I was going to say you could. Uh, I mean, these these are statewide laws for the most part, so they could be done anywhere. So that's that's good. Now, what is the third law? What are you considering as far as the the next one you're going to break? I don't know. Uh, there's, uh, I'm probably going to do another pretty innocuous one that's not enforced, um, but I'm not sure. I mean, we're just kind of looking around different ideas. You could, uh, I guess it's illegal to put, you know, like uh, water in a milk carton. Yes, yeah, I was thinking about that one. Yep. Use milk cartons for something other than milk. <laughs> that is know. correct. There's all these, all these different weird things. Yeah, it would be illegal uh, as I understand it. Uh, and this is from uh, Brad Jardis, uh, one of the New Hampshire law enforcement against prohibition members. He's just been finding some, some bizarro laws. Uh, he tells me that if you were to just take a, a cart, like if you went into the 7-Eleven, got one of those little half pints of milk or whatever, a pint of milk or, you know, the smallest possible one you could get, drink the milk, and then... Shove a candy bar wrapper. Shove a candy bar wrapper in into there. Into that carton. You've you, broken the law. You violated that law. So Somebody must have been poisoned at some time 100 years ago, and they passed that law and just never repealed no, it's, it. it's the dairy lobby. It's the dairy lobby. Every time, because, you know, milk being such a, a lucrative beverage... Mm. Yeah, they got all these silly laws to protect that. Dave, keep us in the loop as you continue your right. activism. You're doing a great job, and uh, thank you for all of it, and thank you for the call tonight. We've got to continue and talk to Dennis, also in New Hampshire. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Dennis. Good evening, gentlemen. Hey, Dennis. What's on your mind? I just wanted to share a little a little cool personal story. I was up at the, uh, the, the state capitol today uh, handing out our libertarian recommendations to the legislators on how to vote, mm-hmm. which, we, which we do the gold every sheet. week. And uh, there were a couple of people there, kids really, with those purple "I'm a healthcare voter" shirts hmm. on. Uh-huh. I haven't seen if those. You, oh, and if you watch TV sometime. They're they're all over the place. 
And so there was a bill that was like stupid, statist, health-related bill, some mandate or other. And, of course, they're all in favor of that, you know, force the evil insurance companies to pay for everyone's health care. And, of course, on our list of things was don't vote for this bill, and here's all these reasons why. Mm-hmm. So I got into this really great conversation with one of these guys, young, idealistic kid who thought he was there, honestly, in his heart, thought he was there to help people. Mm. Sure. And you were talking earlier about the argument, you know, just presenting it out to people, or the, the liberty argument, if you will, and really just confronting this guy with, I mean, not being confrontational, but just posing to him, hey, you know, you're, you want to pass a law. What's a law? Just asking that question. <laughs> I think basically what I ended up doing is giving this guy a condensed 10-minute, like, ramrod of Free Talk Live. <laughs> <laughs> he got condensed Free Talk Live. In 10 minutes, we went from what's a law to, you know, do you have to use guns and violence to threaten people to do this with did their he want, Did he want to use guns and violence? That's all, he, that's all well, government has. He the, didn't see the gun at first, but right. after, you know, five minutes of what I call concentrated free talk live, <laughs> eventually we kind of ended up with me saying, look, I'd, I'd love to debate this issue with you if, if you just put down the gun. <laughs> and you see him go red, and he's really struggling with this, and he didn't wow. like it, and he kind of changed the subject to mm-hmm. sports or something, but you could really see them gears turning sure. around. It's, it was great. He'd never thought about it that way before. Exactly. It's just putting those arguments out to the people who are, let's face it, they're activists, whether we like what they're doing or not, and they need to be engaged. Well done, so, uh, One other really quick thing. I was talking to a, a state rep who was, by the way, completely pissed off at us, us invaders, mm. invading his state to take it over. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's his hey, state. Did you tell him that his governor that was duly elected by the public invited us? Because I love that one. Look, he doesn't consider that guy his governor. That's understood. Right. But that. you don't get to pick. It's democracy, baby, and you're a Democrat. Well, I, I pointed out the the lady from actually from Massachusetts who tried to pass some horrible statist anti constitutional gun laws that we you know we, we broke down. But mm-hmm. you know it, those are the results. But I kept quoting the Constitution, which you know I've I've got pieces of it committed to memory now just because I'm crazy like that. So I'm all you know Part One, Article Three, blah blah blah, and it comes out this guy it turns out had never actually read the New Hampshire Constitution. Mm. And he's a state rep. Yeah, he's a state rep. And son of a gun, by the end of our conversation, he had gone down the hall to the Secretary of State's office, picked himself up a copy of the Constitution. He was walking by me, and he's still kind of miffed, but he's showing it to me, and he's saying, (laughs) I'm going to read this while I'm in there today. And I'm going to figure out how it is that I'm going to argue with you people. (laughs) That's right. It was beautiful. Good. I want him to read it. Dennis, keep up the good work, man. You're doing good work. You won't do any good, though. Fantastic, Dennis. The New Hampshire Liberty Alliance, the probably, as I've said on the air, the most effective political organization in the state of New Hampshire. Right. What the, 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 the NHLA needs to do is get uh, good liberty people elected. Getting, we're never going to convert a guy like that um, that, that he was talking bring about. Bring those libertarians uh, over to the NHLA and put them to work. Uh, from what I understand, the Libertarian Party is just absolutely floundering. Uh, it's losing its members. I think the uh, the vice chair is dropping out of politics completely. So, uh, Dennis, yours, the, yours is the only organization that could possibly stop the political burnout. Best of luck to you, and thank you for the call tonight. It has been Ian here with you. Anyway. And Mark. Too many calls, I'm afraid. Apologies to Lee and George. Call back tomorrow. We'll get you on the air right quick. Call at the top of the show or whenever's convenient for you. We'll see you tomorrow night. You can join us online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. 
DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office product, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supply, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, a great deal, delivery to your door, and a percentage of your purchase will go to Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon through Amazon.freetalklive.com. 